Hello and welcome to We March On with Stephen Tom, the unofficial Southampton FC podcast in partnership with the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Steve Forbes, joined once again by Tom Deacon. And uh, for anyone listening, this is the final one. Oh, I thought I was going to say that it was the final one. You've taken my thunder away from me, Steve. Wait, 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 wait. I'm Steve Forbes, once again joined by Tom Deacon. It's our last show, guys. Deal with it. You've got to deal with it. It's our last ever show. That's what I was going to do, Steve, like we planned. Um, maybe it's a little bit overdramatic, but yeah. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Um, this is this is sad in many yeah. respects. The relegation was hard enough, and now we're relegating the podcast uh, because, to be honest with you, we just can't do a Saturday and a Tuesday looking at the games of Southampton, can we? Which it is, would be it's... too much. It would be too much. And I spoke to the money guys at Believe and they weren't interested. The so... money guys. We, we haven't seen any of that. But listen, <laughs> that's not the reason why we're ending. The reason why we're ending uh, is because Saints have been abysmal and it's time to uh, just put that on the shelf. No, that isn't the reason. What the reason is, right, just to be very clear, it is a lot of work doing a podcast and Steve and I are just inundated with lots of work in our lives and what we've decided is we just haven't got time we just haven't got time we're too busy yeah we've just life aren't we Steve? it take it takes a lot out of you having to you know commit the time to recording editing coming up with content all that sort of stuff it has been challenging over the past sort of six or seven months this season really Breach. because of, Breach, of not really having the, the the best results to to chat about or anything on a particularly light note but um yeah we're, we're busy people i've now got a garden to excavate um, and that and that takes time. <laughs> what, what, what I love is the fact that people listening would have been like, what are they doing? And we aren't doing much. But um, <laughs> that's the bottom line. We're struggling. But the, the podcast, it's a good time to say thank you very much. And it is a little bit emotional. Um, I'll be open and show you behind the curtain that, that Steve did two takes to do an introduction that he's been doing. Well, this is our 37th episode. Mm. So, I mean, you butchered it twice. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to play those out. So that's something to look forward to <laughs> at the end of this podcast. Great. So, so if there was ever a reason to stick on with this podcast, we might bonus on. content. That's, yeah, a few little what we call cheeky outtakes. Wait until you hear what Steve calls a podcast. <laughs> what we should what we should have done, uh, Deeks, is um, is set up like a subscription plus service. Where mm. people pay like two pounds a month, and then they can access the, all the terrible bits that get cut out of, the, of this. All the all the all the opinions we can't share. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I love the idea you said all the terrible bits. Well, people can already get that for free. <laughs> <laughs> but what we added, added content. Yes. How many times do you want to hear Steve swear or me laugh like a tiny little girl, of which I am not? <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? I think being. Um, uh, as you know, in front of camera and certain in mm. in the particular industry where not so much when you're on stage, but certainly when you have either corporate gigs or whether you have to be on TV and vice versa with me for radio or anything at Southampton is you can't swear. And mm. I would say uh, unapologetically, but also slightly ashamedly, I'm quite a big swearer. Mm. I, I, mm. I don't know why people would say, you have a reduced vocabulary if you are a prominent swearer. I think I'm quite good with the English language. I just like to shove oh, f- in there most of the time. 
Right, good. Uh, as you can tell by that podcast uh, moment uh, there, what I've done is edited uh, what Steve's actually just said out. Um, so you'll have to just imagine what he's just said. Beautifully done, though. What a way to save it. All the gold is coming out. Uh, Steve, I, I want to know, how are you? What's been going on? There's been more than just relegation news at Southampton. Sort of, and I'm, I'm sort of making it more of a serious note, but people are losing their jobs. It's not just the relegation, is it, mate? And, and this something, as a Southampton football fan, you just think to yourself, oh, well, it's just relegation, but there's so much more to it than that, isn't there? Yeah, it, it's, it's, been a, it's been a tough week because um, it's maybe something that is going to bring the mood down slightly, but as you say, it's, it's quite prominent needs to be addressed. There was um, reports about it back end of May that the club were, were looking to cut quite a considerable percentage of, of the workforce due to the financial struggles of being in the championship um, and needing a restructure. Now, I'm at full liberty to disclose a lot of stuff, some stuff I won't talk about, but um, I've had my meeting with mm. human resources and have been told... That's part of a restructure. My job may be surplus to requirements um, and that genuine at risk of redundancy, which is which is rubbish because I love doing what I do. I think that Saints Live over the past three years, born out of uh, a necessity to broadcast some content from the pandemic when fans weren't allowed into the stadium, trying to grow that um, as, a, as a platform um, following the reintroduction of, of fans in the last couple of seasons, which have been relatively back to normal. And to be told that, you know, because the club won't earn as much next year, that, and the, the not so much just the finances, but also the, um, the, the, the human resources available as in the, the workforce may not be there mm. to be able to have enough bodies to, to actually do the thing. So therefore, the proposal is to to get rid of the show. And uh, I don't know what that looks like going forward yet. There is a consultation period within within the club where, you know, things can get raised. Maybe it's a formality and these decisions have already been been ticked off. We don't know. But uh, as from from my knowledge is uh, 20th of July is the, is the time frame of when, you know, final decisions will be made uh, uh, and things will be a little bit clearer. But I think... For me, it's disappointing. We used to work together when we did uh, pitch side announcing um, bits pre pre game and at half time, and I think times have maybe moved on a little bit since since then. I mean, I've worked for the club now for five and a half years, mm. and I think it's you know at the first the reason I'm disappointed is I feel like at the first hurdle, it's like a lot of people get the shitty end of the stick. And I, I would have wanted there to be a slightly bigger show of solidarity because you would you would expect Southampton to be one of the richer clubs in the championship um, and that they could stave off or they could at least, you know, float what would only be, let's face it, most people are on a few tens of thousands of pounds. We're not talking about people in the board on hundreds of thousands or millions or whatever, anyone at that kind of level. We're talking like main office staff, ticket office, marketing, commercial, entertainment, match day, whatever it may be, stewardship, people that aren't making 
loads and loads of money. And what really that would cost is probably minimal in comparison to what is received from, say, player sales or contract renewals. I mean, what one particular player may earn in a year could finance a hundred employees. Mm. Um, that's you see that that's that's the bit that uh, I, I hope bothers Southampton fans because by being relegated, the whole I guess service that you will receive as a football fan of Southampton is going to go down a step because it's it's gonna it's gonna reduce because staff are being let go and will be run on a shoestring and I'm and in my head the business side where you're talking about admin HR all of those um, roles there in the club shop etc cetera, etc cetera, that that is obviously not part of the player sales. Mm and player wages so but it still just doesn't sit right you get relegated and there's people the players are going to come and go yeah but the the you know the fans the people that live in southampton who work for the club are gonna potentially lose jobs and that's that's the bit that leaves us sad you know very much so. i mean uh, not even on a, a selfish or personal point of view but looking at the bigger picture of people that have probably been in that club for a decade or two decades mm. um that rely on that wage to support their families and support themselves and, you know, pay rent, pay food, whatever it is. I mean, you're not talking people with lavish, lavish lifestyles and they are subject to whatever happens, whether it be redundancy or, or a switch, a switch in role, whatever, whatever may come their way through no, no fault of their own. You know what I mean? Like the the results that happen on the pitch between a, a team of twenty five players impacts a hundred or a hundred and fifty or two hundred people's livelihoods, mm. and that's uh, through no fault of their own. The results are completely out of their control. So it's sad, you know. I mean, it's maybe something as well that isn't widely um, viewed in terms of in terms of as a, as a football fan I think until I was put in this position it's not something you really think about like over the years when you've seen Burnley go down or Watford go down or whoever it may be you've just gone now it's another team that's gone got relegated whatever um and I think like for the for most regular fans you would never really think about the impact that actually has on a the club the workforce the wider community um, outreach programs, all that kind of stuff that goes on. It's it's going to have a, an effect on the Saints Foundation, which which I host the the charity dinner nights. It's it's going to have an obvious effect because the Premier League aren't they do make charitable donations, millions, I guess, to to certain charities, and yeah, everything gets affected. So it, and it's funny when you think about the 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 performance on the pitch affects so many areas of the day-to-day running of the club. And it's it's sad, mate. I'm, I'm sad for you because you love that job and it's not necessarily all gone yet, but it's like everyone has to pick up the pieces and go, right, okay, you, you, don't, you don't work there anymore, mm-hmm. potentially. What are you going to go and do? And you'd hope that a quick bounce back into the Premier League for Southampton will open those jobs up again. But it's unlikely that people are going to stick around for a whole year without another well, well, this job. Is, this you know? is the thing as well, I suppose, is what I was saying initially of that show of solidarity would be, give us a year. Do you know what I mean? Like Sports mm. Republic could have potentially gone. It's for the fact they want to turn Southampton to be the the kind of 
the matriarchal ship of their empire of having multiple clubs under the brand and go, you know, well, give us a year, you know, we'll, we've got the cash to, you know, make sure that people don't, don't lose their jobs on the, on the ground level. Um, and if we get back into the Premier League at the first time of asking, all good, no harm, no foul. If we don't get promoted and we stay in the championship, then the tough decisions have got to be made. I'm I'm not a businessman. I don't run a multi-million pound company. So I've never been faced with these decisions or conversations. This is me looking at it very much in layman's terms as someone looking from the bottom of the pyramid up. But in my head, that's how I would have not expected. I, I don't think you can expect anything really in, in, in life. But if it if I was in that position to make those decisions and I would have gone, you know what? It's through no fault of people. It's a real crap time. Let's, you know, provide a little bit of humility and humanity. And then we'll readdress this should it become a real big problem next year. Um, But in saying that, I don't see the books. I don't see what's going on behind the scenes at that kind of level. Maybe it maybe it is a complete necessity and this this does need to happen. But it doesn't feel that way necessarily. And um, and as you say, if they are promoted again, really, when you think about it, it will then be an it will then be will hire fewer people back. So they're still saving mm-hmm. money. Because yeah, if you get rid of 150 and you only have to rehire 100 or you get rid of or rehire 50 or whatever, um, then it's still working mm. out in the business's benefit. And I don't really want to go too much into it in terms of, you know, because I don't know what the future holds and I want to say too much that maybe it, that would implicate my views against my employer. But it's certainly um, a time that has been, or conversations that have been tough to take, especially when we look at football being a game of riches and even at championship level, you're talking there's huge clubs in that, in that division. Um, And I was slightly, I wasn't surprised. I kind of was expectant, but at the same time, when you actually hear it and it, and it, and you realize it becomes reality, you are a bit taken back by the ruthlessness of the industry as well. Hmm. Mate, I feel for you and I feel for everyone else at the club who's who's facing the same situation. Um, and with We March On podcast coming to an end, I don't know how people are going to get through it, mate. I really, I really don't know. It's like the pandemic all over again, isn't it? <laughs> mate, I was trying to think, how do I build it back? I've gone with that joke. Uh, that is what I've gone with. Um, and it'll just feel even more silly when I say about my latest news. I mean, it'll just feel... I, I think, think you need to lighten the mood, Tom. Well, I'm trying yeah. and I, I feel like I, I, I totally get where you're coming from, mate. And I'm glad that this platform gets to discuss it because you don't necessarily get to do that elsewhere. You're not someone who's going to tweet about it or put it on your Instagram. So anyone who listens to the show who's been uh, with us from day dot or maybe joined this week uh, and are disappointed that they've, they've started to download... <laughs> of this new episode (laughs) a new podcast and they're livid uh they won't be happening but um yeah tough times mate tough times all round and uh just bloody hope that next year is more fulfilling um and that as many people who can keep their job as possible can um i did a little bit of research this week because i was asked to be on a comedian called nathan caton's 
podcast. It's a quiz, football quiz. Uh, infuriated when we did a quick fire round when he said, name the player who's known for biting. Go on, Steve. Luis Suarez. Right. It took me bloody ages. I couldn't remember his name and you've absolutely smashed it. So well done to you. I just sit, sat there. I couldn't think of it. We did a lot of questions about Southampton, what the season was like. So I Googled the latest news. Then I saw on Football League World, get ready for this. Southampton FC's top seven most famous supporters. Now we're getting into the good stuff, right, Steve? I had a little look. Who are we expecting? Just off the top of your head, Steve. Feels like it's a quiz. Uh, Rishi Sunak. Yeah, mate, he's in there. Anyone else that comes um, to? Is it Ed Chamberlain? Ed Chamberlain, correct, mate. Anyone else you can think no, of? Carry on. Oh, okay, right, okay. Well, that that game's over. You uh, tell me. We tell have. Me. I will do. Uh, Chris Packham. Chris Packham from the Really Wild Show. May in one, you've nailed it. Uh, yes, yeah, CBBC Children's Nature maybe Series. Maybe Chris watch. Packham. I don't know. Was he on the Really Wild Show? No, no, it was. It was the really wild, oh. Joe. You've, you've nailed it, mate. Lifelong Saints fan. Uh, you also have the one and only Mr. Craig David. Of course. Big fan. Of course. Yeah. I forgot Craig David. Um, and Lucy Pinder. Remember Lucy oh, Pinder? Oh, yeah. I bought many a Nuts magazine in my <laughs> in my adolescence. Um, oh, I think God, I had a Christmas I hate... poster on my wall. Oh, mate. I hate myself. You know, it's 2023 <laughs> now. I feel disgusted at myself for buying Nuts. Bloody love that magazine. You know, I right, was actually uh, in Lucy... a, uh, an edition of Nuts. <laughs> Not for the most gory, like, injuries. No, right? no, no. That page, that page was pl- played so havoc if... while flicking through quickly. <laughs> Obviously, if <laughs> this is 2023, and these kind of lads mags are now, well, you don't really get them anymore um, at all. And they're kind of almost, uh, I, I would presume the, the woke in our society would call them repulsive. They, um, you know, uh, objectified women and made light of men peeing on each other and, I don't know, stuff like that. Gross stuff. But when you were anywhere between 14 and 18, back in 2000 and, what, four? Something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was an essential weekly purchase. Um, Imagine saying sweets. Do you know? Do you know what? Here's here's a funny story. It was so unoffensive back then, uh, twenty years ago, that uh, my mum used to give them to me in my Christmas stocking. Oh, mate, she did. She did. She was like, whatever. He's a teenager. Let him look at pictures of women in scantily clad and whatever, and look and cars and stuff like that. She didn't care. Um, Can't do that now. So anyway. yeah, I was in an edition of Nuts, I, th- I think, back in 2009, maybe yeah. 2010. Um, uh, and basically, I had been at work when I used to work in the phone shop. And where I worked, the particular branch, which was in Bristol, Cabot Circus in Bristol. Uh, it's still there, I think. Uh, it be now be EE. Uh, but it was orange at the time. And uh, they only... I like the extra detail that Steve gives. Go on, and they mate, only yeah. had a disabled toilet. So there's no, like, men's or women's or shit. It was just one toilet. It was just a disabled toilet. So I was in there. I took some reading material to have a number two. And Right, not a number three. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, while I was in there, one of sure. the other colleagues of mine uh, just opened the door. And oh, while man. I was Come sitting on. there, I had my 
Nuts magazine yeah. out. Both hands. Both hands, both the hands on the paper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, took a picture of me having a poo um, whilst yeah. reading Nuts, sent it into Nuts, and then they put me in the next edition of the magazine. In yeah, like that's... Reader's Corner or something. Why? Have... <laughs> readers. I love the idea. It's called Readers because some people did read the articles. Um, I love that, mate. Why did you not start with, hey, I'm Steve Forbes. Can't wait to get into this podcast. Here's a little fact about me. <laughs> I've had a picture taken of me while doing a number two holding a Nuts magazine. I th- we, This podcast would have gone off, mate. It would have absolutely gone. I'm in a couple of episodes of Nuts. And what was the other one? There was another one. Loaded? Uh, Zoo. Oh, Zoo. Sorry, Zoo, Zoo, yeah. I was in uh, an episode of Zoo basically saying, this is the up-and-coming stand-up comic. Uh, So there you go. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Yes, Lucy Pinder is a Southampton fan. One of the biggest. Uh, You and Thomas. Oh, of course. Met you in a couple of times. Nice guy. And uh, there's this lad called Tom Deacon. Don't know if you've heard of him. This is on the website, mate. I couldn't believe Sorry, which, it. which website is this again? Uh, it's called Football League World. Right. Cool. Okay. Uh, never heard of him. Um, but uh, neither have but, I, but hang on. Deacon, right? Not even Where Tom. do you rank? Well, seven. <laughs> so in the, in the top seven, you're seventh. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mate, I mean, still, it's still better. You're still, why didn't they do ten? Uh, it's weird just to do... Maybe there's only seven famous Southampton fans. No, there's more There's more than that, right? Uh, Deacon is a British comedian, radio DJ, and television presenter. That's sort of true, but not. Starting during the end of t- 2012, Deacon... Again, calling me Deacon. They do know my name's Tom, right? Has featured... It'd be like calling Pinder, wouldn't it? Or David, which... Who are you talking about? Craig? Yeah. Anyway, has featured on the YouTube channel Copper 90, where he traveled around Europe to watch and support many football games. The name he was given was the Euro fan. He regularly would use that platform to express his love for football in general, with his boyhood club being Southampton, where he used to be a season ticket holder. That's not true, but I was never a season ticket holder. The point is, mate, I made it to the top seven. I then thought, is there a more reputable website commenting on this that then I can maybe tweet out? You know, so I looked on Hampshire Live. And those bastards, right, have done the same thing, but they didn't put me in. They do top six. (laughs) (laughs) No, they didn't. Right, let's get on with the podcast. Hilarious. If they just did six and just cut you off the bottom. <laughs> oh. Tom, we have to get onto the football news. It's also just been announced Jude Bellingham has moved to Real Madrid or agreed to move to Real Madrid worth £88.5 million. That's £100 million. Euros. Um, absolutely exorbitant amount of money, but what a fantastic young player. Um, many a Saints player linked with moves this summer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to nip in there and say that's that's just over two Romeo Lavias, apparently. Mm. Uh, which... He's he's very much on the radar of, of some big clubs, um, touted that Manchester United are among the likes of Chelsea, Arsenal and Liverpool, who are all looking at, at Romeo Lavia, um, wanting a, a ball-carrying midfielder that can kind of take it from, from defence and drive forward and... I think in a disappointing season, he was definitely a shining light. 
Mm. Um, extremely young still, but very confident on the ball, hard worker. Like he is a, he's going to be a really good player. Whoever manages to get the hands on him next. He be a baller, Steve. Uh, we could all see his talent, uh, top lad and it's interesting that Brighton have just apparently it's all been sorted with Liverpool maybe 37 million around that ballpark figure uh, for McAllister going from Brighton to Liverpool and seems like a snip doesn't it that, for him? that seems like nothing the kind of midfielders that Liverpool need I, th- I think Liverpool as we know are a very strong side but we're a bit lacking this year they need to rebuild you know Bobby's off. Uh, mm. I know this isn't a Liverpool podcast, but it just goes to show that that was a season in transition for Liverpool. They tried to get the best out of, of the team. Mane had gone to Munich. So you, I think McAllister will do well there. He'll, he'll step in and, and, and do a job. And then Saints have got midfielders. Well, JWP, is he going? Is he staying? He's too expensive to keep. You can't keep admin staff on, I know. Then you got like, you just, he's just too expensive for the championship but if we want to jump and get bounced straight back up into the premier league he's a player that you you need yeah same with romeo lovey he'd be fantastic i suppose it's it's what's the um what is the plan really from from the hierarchy do they have to wait till they appoint a manager and we'll come on to to who that could potentially be in a second although everyone knows russell martin um but do they have to wait to get managerial approval from some of these sales? Have they already said to him, listen, we're going to basically get rid of whoever will offer us the money for, yeah. for anyone and you'll just have to deal with it. Surely it'd be Jason Wilcox, right? He's the now the, the top, the top honcho. Well, yeah, the um, director of football, but um, who's deci- is that how it works now? Like the manager has no say over players they want to keep. Cause I'm sure if, if Russell Martin is coming in, he's going to go, well, hold on. I don't want a completely decimated squad. I'd quite like, you know, some of these players I th- to work with them. I think he'll be given a meeting, Steve, uh, a couple of pink wafers on a plate. I'm not suggesting anything by choosing pink wafer. Uh, maybe a couple of uh, hobnobs as well. A selection of biscuits for Russell. And everybody yeah. goes, actually, no, not for me. I'm a, I'm used to be a professional athlete. Oh, okay. So then I'll get some carrot sticks down for him. Maybe a hummus or a mm. uh, baba ganoush. Where am I going do you with know, this? You, do you know the, when you have like carrot sticks and celery and hummus and stuff, and I used to call it credets, it's not? No, it's not a credet, is it? No. What is it? It's like crudier. Uh, a a credet is uh, for young kids uh, to learn a bit of discipline. Um, they go along, they play. They might play a five aside or some games. That's called credets, and uh, you can join it. It's very, it's very good for them. Must, must, I used to be in the RAF credets as a kid. Did you? Mate? It's all coming yeah. out in the last episode. You've sold some. Know, these are all inf- all nuggets of information that you didn't know about me. <laughs> uh, scalps. I'm not wearing a hanky around my neck. So anyway. Uh, he'll come into the meeting and the board will go, what What would you want? Some crudiers. And then he'll go, he'll go well, I, w- I would like some of the Swansea players that I think are brilliant. Yeah, no, this is your squad that you work with. I think Wilcox is the guy to pass down, based on what Russell says, hey, I'd like this sort of player, leave it with me. I will go to Man City Academy and see what we can get on the cheap uh, or not so cheap. I think that's basically how it will work, the structure. In, in my opinion, Russell will say what he thinks we need. This is the identity. He wants ball uh, possession-based team. Uh, what we hold on to it is a, a lot more than we have done. Um, and, and then are there the right players to fit that philosophy in the club? And I think Wilcox will already be assessing uh, the squad that we have. But if some team come in and put 40, 35 million, even 30 million down on the table for James Will-Prowse, I think Southampton have to be realistic and they'll say, yep, sure. 
Yeah. End, yeah. Of, end of. We we have to be realistic, like following that game, which by the way was a fantastic game um against Liverpool. And it, it was one of those ones where when they were four two up, you're like, Where where has this been all year? <laughs> Sickening, like, eh? Like, like Adam Armstrong can score. Sulemana has got a double. Like what is go what is going on? And then they concede two within about a minute and a half, and you're like, "Oh, here we go. Here's back to back to normal Saints again." And then literally holding on until the very final whistle. But a fantastic game, especially for the neutrals. It was just um, a shame something like that happened to be the um, the final game of of uh, the Premier League tenure. Although it will be remembered, I think, as as quite a good one. Um, but there will be departures. You say like Lavia, James Will Prowse, Carl Walker Peters, but. The level of rebuild, if you start getting rid of of ten, eight to ten players, is going to be huge. Like, do you let Ward Prowse and Lavia go? Is Charlie Alcaraz going to go? Um, no one seems to be particularly committal as well. When you read quotes and comments uh, from the likes of Charlie Alcaraz, who I personally think is an exceptional player and who Southampton should probably build the team around uh, in the championship. Um, he's gone, nobody knows what the future holds, but if I'm here, I'll do my best. Same with Suleimana. He said, I believe, as quoted by the Daily Echo, of, um, I don't know what will happen in the future. If I'm presented an opportunity, I will take it. If I'm still here in pre-season, I'll give the most to get this team back into the Premier League. Oh, that's so good again, of <laughs> Again, it's like, well, yeah, it's good that you're sticking with your employer who pays you X amount of thousand pounds, tens of thousands of pounds a week. Um, but, yeah, a, a lack of commitment. I don't think there's been a player that's really come out and said, I'm not going. Yeah. I'm staying. I'm going to be here next year. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll get this team back up to where it belongs. I'm, I'm sticking around. And I know maybe sometimes decisions are taken out of players' hands. If a club says we've accepted a bid and we need the money, so can you please go? Then probably that, that would happen. But we've seen it. If you've seen the Sunderland documentary, Sunderland Till I Die, um... Darren Gibson, when he was at Sunderland on quite a lot of money and they were in League One. And uh, Sunderland were like, right, we've had a bid. We, we were going to accept it for you. And he's like, I've got a contract. I'm staying. Because he knows he's not going to get that money anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, no, I'm not going. I'm sticking around. That was maybe, that's a different scenario. That's where a club can't physically say, you're leaving. Yeah. Because you have a contract. But it does the shoe does work on the other foot where the club could turn around to some of these players, ones maybe that they don't necessarily need or wouldn't wouldn't command the fee that they could get from others, and say, You got you got three years left on your contract. You're not going anywhere. Yep. Yeah. Which which could one hundred percent happen with JWP, Romeo Lavia, Sulemana. Um I don't think it works with Tall Paul. Uh, I think we've already got a cab and a flight sorted for the lad. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't think that's true. But then you think about it. Will Smallbone is coming back. Is Nathan Teller coming back? Dan and Lundaloo was out on loan. I, I'm not suggesting by, by mentioning these names that they're going to be good enough for the championship or they're going to do a great job. But you've got the likes of Thierry Small, uh, Jake Vokins, who was tipped to be a very good player at one point. He's coming back from Woking. They were in the playoffs uh, with the likes of Wrexham. And but Woking, County. you are looking at non-league football. 100%. 100%. However, they've gone and got game time that they couldn't get by being... Like, Jack Stevens went to another Premier League club. So you would say, in your mind, Jack Stevens is still that quality. He didn't play a lot for them. But he's obviously 
able enough. Um, Daniel Simu went to Morecambe, but before that he was at Tranmere. That's League Two to League One. So he's actually improved enough for a club in League One to want him. But these players are under contract. They're going to have to come back and that's going to have to be assessed by someone to mm. say, and to a lot of them, you know, given a chance, like maybe that's what a new manager will do. And there will be an in, a level of enforcement in a rebuild because certain players are out of contract or have already said that they're leaving. Theo Walcott being being one of them. Moya Leonusi's out of contract. I think um, Alex McCarthy's out of contract as well. There's there's a, there's a number of players who who can essentially walk away or, or won't be retained or offered a new contract. Um, so there will be some purchases that have to be have to be made this year mm. or this summer at least and there there will obvi- obviously be the um the certain players who are of a level where they're not going to want to play in the championship they will be having conversations with their agent and saying you you need to get me a move to a, a premier league club or a top flight club somewhere mm. um and as that's just the nature of the beast isn't it i don't think you can take some of this personally i don't i think the likes of carl walker peters as well he's proven he's more than good enough to play in the Premier League and has been a great servant over a few years to Southampton. Um, I think that it would be amazing if he stayed. I can't see it happening and I do think that he wants to keep playing at the highest level. I don't think anyone can really begrudge him that. And I suppose same with James Ward-Prowse is it how it would be so romantic for him to you know show faith and say I was part of the side that they got relegated, so I'm going to be the first one to put my hand up and say, I'm going to be here to give you another year to get you back up again. We heard the fans shouting as well at St. Mary's, one more year, one more year. And it would be it would be lovely if, if he did that. Um, but does he want to? Does he, does he want to stay in the championship? Um, there is maybe the, the scenario where he could be loaned for a fee. What? Oh, that's oh, that would that would no. Is that worse for me? Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna go out on loan until you sort yourselves out, and then you get back <laughs> up into the Premier League. I'd hate to. I'd, no. Yeah, but you, you're right. You make so many good points there, mate. That we will have to wait and see. That is the beauty of this, and we won't be reporting on it because, again, this is our last podcast of We March On. Um, Steve, I feel like for this podcast, it is time to play. Hey, higher or lower? Are you ready, Steve, for a final game of higher or lower or higher or lower? You say a final game of higher or lower. I don't remember playing this game before. Oh, yeah, we've played it before, mate. We played it, it, was, for... it was always Saints Trivia of the Week. Yeah, I've um... mixed it up, mate, because I heard a part of my subconscious say, Tom, why don't you play higher or lower? That was good fun. When you did that, have they scored more or less we did that we've done it before in this podcast i can't name which episode of the 37 but are you ready to play most appearances okay of the current squad are you ready i am ready tom h deacon you say you're ready but show it with your eyes on a podcast that is audible i am ready thank you you've also kind of showed it with my mouth and with my voice again you did a little bit okay we are gonna start steve forbes with Ainsley Maitland-Niles made 26 appearances. We move to Lianco. Higher or lower? It's higher. Higher. Or lower. 
It is higher. It is 48 appearances. Mm. We move on to Coletta Saar, the only person to get a red card all season. Higher or lower than 48? Lower. Correct. It's higher or lower. We're at 19 now with Coletta Saar. Is it higher? You made 19 appearances, yeah? Yeah, 19 appearances, two goals, if you want to know. He's got con- a return for a centre back, to be honest with you. Very good. He's one of the top scorers. Twenty twenty six, his contract ends. Higher or lower? Has Joe Aribo played more for Saints? Higher or lower? I said higher or lower. More than nineteen. Yeah. This is a toughie because I feel like when he first joined, mm. he was always in the squad, but it felt very short lived once Ralph had gone. And now I can't remember when exactly he signed. Yep. And okay. if it would have been more than 19 or not. I know. Good stall. It's just appearances, though, isn't it? And he's come on as a sub. I'm going to say higher. Oh, you are correct. 27 appearances uh, for the Nigerian. Okay. Two goals as well. One of our top scorers. We move on then to a lad. That's six years younger from France, Sekou Mara. Higher or lower? Uh, lower. And I'm afraid to say, Steve, that is you out of the game. What? 30 appearances, no. two goals. Mate, I'm going via. I'll keep forgetting all the substitute appearances. I know. Yeah. This, this is this is what gets you. Um, this is from Wikipedia. So if it's not correct, I am going by what I see in front of me. Steve, guess what? You've got another lifeline. It's higher. Okay, cool. Or lower. Let's start low. Juan Larios had five appearances. Mm. Did Mislav Orsic? No, let's go with James Bree. <laughs> James Bree. Hi. Orsic definitely had lower. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what? He had the same. One, and I don't. I didn't give two. you an option on higher or lower or same. <laughs> oh, was it the same? Is he really played five? Yeah. So only spanned about six minutes. Same That's as good. Big Willie, who's forty-one years um, of age. Uh, higher or lower? It's James Bree. No, he has played more than f- five times, I reckon. Higher or lower? Uh, so Newcastle, he got another two goes. All right, yeah. Could you tell me all of the games he's? <laughs> couple of, it's either he's either played he's either played like four, <laughs> or like seven. Hmm. I'm gonna say higher. Higher is correct. He's had six appearances. Ball. Um, in the middle. Here we go then. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz, higher or lower? Oh, higher. Okay, that is correct. 21 for goals. We move on to Armel Belakotchap. Higher. Higher. Okay, mate. And then we go to Che Adams, higher (sighs) or lower? And what was Armel Belakotchap's? 26, mate. 26 for the season. Oh, not for the season, mate. I'm talking all time. (laughs) What? Is that not what we're playing? I thought, oh, I thought you spent this season. Nah, just from it's, this season. Most of squad. those are new signings, to be fair. Uh, well, Shay Adams got to be higher, obviously. It's it been is here like four years. 145 appearances, 31 goals. Phenomenal stuff. But here's the question Has Stuart Armstrong, for the final time, played more than Shay Adams? He scored 19 goals, but is it higher or lower than 145? I feel like so we've had we've had Stewie for what another year or so on top of 
So you say, and he played quite a lot. So maybe like thirty, sixty. He's been a bit. Po- I'm gonna go higher. Stewie Armstrong, 169 appearances for the club. Uh, phenomenal, really. So in the current squad, it's 409, which is uh, the highest for JWP, followed by Jan Bednarak with 173. So Stewie Armstrong is the third in our squad uh, top appearance maker for the club. It's nuts how far ahead, though, JWP is uh, uh, from everyone. 409. And, mate, if you wanted to play... <laughs> Total appearances uh, for the the history, and let's not go that far, to the 2000s. It would be fascinating. Uh, 409 for James Ward-Prowse. Just above him, the Norwegian defender. Have you paused? No, I didn't pause. I was seeing if you would jump in to answer it. Uh, Norwegian defender. Yeah, big time, mate. 413 total appearances. Two goals. Okay, two goals out. Oh, Klaus. Yes, it's 413. So it's just incredible. The most ever is Terry Payne with 116. Uh, Sorry, 816 appearances. The most ever. That's phenomenal. So yeah, there we go. That was high oil. Thanks for playing, Steve. Do you feel like you could take anything away from that game? Uh, No. Okay, well, that is achievement done. It's uh, raised the room, the atmosphere, the vibe of the podcast. You're welcome. Tom, that was a riveting game of higher or lower. But um, talking of of numbers, staying in that realm of math, uh, I suppose there'll be quite a lot of Southampton fans going, how much fuel am I going to have to put in my car on a a Saturday morning or a Friday evening um, before travelling to to some of these grounds next season? Um, Having a little look at the map of the championship, the Saints are looking quite... You know, uh, isolated on yeah. the south, yeah. Uh, shall we say? Um, the nearest, maybe not by mileage, but certainly in terms of we're talking about the coastline, is Plymouth, which is in Devon, I think. Yeah, I mean, mate, that's 151 miles. It's it's not the shortest distance that we'll have to travel. It's. It, I think it'll be a fun trip. It's actually going to be London. London's the closest, you know, but. But Plymouth would be even, right. even still, like QPR, 76 miles away. Mm. So if you've got even, uh, uh, I would say, a rather, um, what's the word, modest vehicle that has a high <laughs> MPG, uh, it's still going to cost you probably half a tank, if not more, Yeah, to get up to the capital and back. And then, and then Watford is the start of the north, isn't it, to a lot of southerners? So yeah, actually, what for that, gap services? Yeah, eighty miles to Watford. So after that, you are technically everything above that is the north. So that's. Yeah. And what's the what the furthest away is Sunderland, Ooh. I believe, mm. three hundred and sixteen miles to the Stadium of Light, um, which is far. That's quite <laughs> quite a long way. <laughs> hey hey, but you know what I've just seen there? You've got uh, Swansea. 175 miles uh, up for it. You've got Cardiff as well. That's actually not too bad because potentially new manager coming to Southampton, we're waiting for the compensation to be sorted. What's going on with that, Steve? Just just in case he wants to go for a little trip. Back well, again. What, I, what I've heard is that Southampton are waiting to have their championship status confirmed 
And I don't know if it's to do with like when you register as a championship club, like when it's finally signed, sealed. I'm not sure. Um, until they make that move because the compensation owed to Swansea from a fellow championship club would be less mm. than if it was from a Premier League club. So that's what's holding up the Russell Martin deal currently. Um, as I understand it, he's already agreed a three-year contract to take over at Southampton. But it's yet to be announced and signed because Saints apparently are still registered as a Premier League club. And I don't know if you have to wait until the 1st of July. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's like the 1st of July when the, the transfer window officially opens and therefore you're then a different club at a different league. I'm, I'm not sure. That is so... <laughs> it depends how you look at it. Swansea, fair play. They're trying to get as much money for a manager. They don't probably want to let go. Uh, building on things in Swansea. And at the same time, it's so petty if you're looking at it from a Southampton point of view, because you're like, we're not a Premier League club anymore. We are not, we, we've mm. been, well, it's official. Unless something happened drastically with Everton, even still, it would be Leeds or Leicester that would, would keep their Premier League survival, not Southampton. Come on, Swansea, have a, have a bag of reality, will you? But Come it's on. one of those ones that I think will, a matter of time, and that, that'll be confirmed. I think it would be extraordinary, although we've seen stranger things happen in football, but it would be extraordinary to have this much media attention um, and everything almost signed but the contract, and then all of a sudden for Saints to go, oh, I can't bother to wait this, this much longer. Uh, we'll go for someone else. Come on, let, uh, let him have his credits. Come on, let the man come and have Crudier, his... <laughs> apparently. Come and let him have um, his crudiers. But in terms of, in terms of those mileage, right, by the way, how um, much range anxiety would you get if you're an electric car owner? Um, <laughs> it, it would be... I would be. It would take you... Imagine trying to go to Sunderland and back in a Tesla. It'd be shit. It'd take you about 12 hours. Um... <laughs> And uh, and looking at the at the map, as we said, like not not close by, which means train journeys are going to cost. So the Daily Echo have have made this. If if, if away fans go to every single ground, drive there and back, it would be a round trip for the season of eight thousand three hundred and twenty six miles. Just on just for those games. Now most. PCP leases, you only get about eight to 12,000 miles a year. So people would use basically all their allowance in a year. Um, you have to buy yourself an old banger, wouldn't you? You'd have to get go get yourself a two grand polo that does about 60 MPG and don't care how many miles you put on it um, or pay for the train. Uh, that, that's that we're here to advise, aren't we, Tom? We're that's not just we here to an, to analyze the news. It's to give mm. helpful advice. And if it was me don't and I was a Southampton season ticket holder that goes to all the away games, I wouldn't be racking up 8,000 miles in my car a year simply for that. No. Uh, no. Let, mate, no. No is the answer to that. Maybe I'll do, I'll do a couple of them. If it's over 200 miles, no, try and get the train. However, when you think about it, I mean, look, I'm typing in right now, okay, 26th of August. Why am I taking the 26th of August? Because it's the furthest Saturday away that I can. I'm leaving at, what, 9.15? Am I even going to get to Sunderland in time from Southampton? I'm getting... Nah. No, you're right. I won't. So um, you have to go out the night before, or at like three a.m. May. Hang on a minute. This is outrageous. It's surely there's got to be an earlier train. All right. Yes, there is. <laughs> if you want to do on the twenty sixth of August, if you would like uh, to depart at eight a.m. Okay, 
with four changes. So just under, <laughs> just <laughs> Southampton to London Waterloo. What have we descended into? Waterloo to King's Cross. That's a tube, mate. Then London King's Cross to Newcastle. From Newcastle, you'd have to get onto the Metro and that'll take you to Sunderland. That is just under six hours. That'll get you there for two o'clock. A quick beverage, whatever one you choose. That's £103.50. Okay, now coming back. Okay, if you were wondering, yes, you can do it. 6.47pm. It gives you a little bit of time. Um, oh, it's telling me there's no fares available for that one. Okay, let me oh, just go. Let, shame. Let, let me stay overnight. <laughs> let me, oh, no, get out of there as soon as possible. You can do the 5.30, okay? That's doable, isn't it? Is it doable? I suppose it is mm, doable. Cutting it fine. Cutting it fine. We'll get you in at 11.21, um, and that'll be a hundred and, yeah, 103 pounds. So it's costing over 200 quid. Yeah, to to go up and back, Fuck shocking. That. I mean, we're we're talking like there's not fan coaches available. There will be, obviously. Most people will will probably choose to to go up on a coach. Um, Would it be better to fly? <laughs> <laughs> but us as yeah. responsible podcast hosts yeah. and wanting to do a service for the community, what we're saying is if you are going to go to every away game in the championship next season. Don't spend your money on trains. Don't spend your money on flights. Either buy an old banger and just absolutely max it out until the engine fails. Or just don't go. <laughs> what a just way. Watch, just watch it on telly. What a way to end this podcast. Or, or through a stream yeah. from some sites that we don't condone. Yeah. Um, Steve, we come to the end. Based on that, it's going to be a brilliant season. Why? Because it's something different that isn't the Premier League. That is the league we're in. Let's have it large. Let's enjoy it as much as possible if we have a manager at that point. Um, hopefully not all the players will be in a fire sale. Hopefully we get to keep some exciting young talent and that we can get back to winning ways. Um, can I just say, it's been a it's been a bloody pleasure doing this podcast with you. I feel like it's the end of our friendship as well, which I forgot to throw in there. <laughs> I won't be seeing you either. Uh, so this... <laughs> That's it now. Until the next project starts, the people who, who maybe have only ever seen us, or I say seen, listen to us uh, via this format and don't know a little bit about our history, this is the longest we I think we might have ever worked together um, in terms of this <laughs> this podcast. Because, oh no, to be fair, we're at Saints for a few years, so maybe not. But yeah, Tom and I obviously worked at Saints together back in 2018 through till 2020. Then we've had a couple of little side uh, hustles. 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 You know, we make money from hustles. So maybe just projects, we'll call them. <laughs> uh, pandemic born cook along with Steve and Tom. Mm. I think we maybe got like 10 or 12 episodes out of that. Mm. Absolutely maxed it out until uh, lockdown was lifted. Yeah. Every every dish that I threw towards Steve and Steve was like, okay, cool. And then he sent me a WhatsApp afterwards. Yeah, it's all right. Not a big fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favourites oh, okay. that's a I staple it, dish though. from the Deacon family that's a bit stodgy that mate <laughs> it was your um, your tortellini and beetroot soup I couldn't get on board with it was, it was like drinking purple mud <laughs> I panicked I didn't know what was going on I thought, I, I but, thought it sounded Michelin star but it was just rank <laughs> 
But you know, we've done a we've done a few projects together. Like I genuinely enjoy any time I get to work alongside you. It's it's fantastic. Um, you're you're a very good friend, and you know, even though you are the diehard Southampton fan, and I am a mere employee for the time being, um, it's been great to chat about the Saints on an extracurricular level with you uh, when I'm not at work, um, and. Who knows what the future may hold? If anyone is a fan of just us, not necessarily even the content, just go, you know what? These guys, yeah, I like I like the cut of their jib. I could I could see myself in a in a dingy boozer just listening to them have a chat. Then there might be something in the pipeline in the coming weeks, months, years, decades ahead. We don't know. Um, but it's not the end of us. No. It's just the end of WMO. That's a that's a very good way to end it, Steve. And I couldn't agree more with you. You never know what the future holds. Um, so yeah, I, I want to thank you and to everyone who's listened. It's it's been an absolute pleasure. And can I just remind you, as soon as we wrap this up, the Saints Brass will play, and then I will put out the two. I'm calling them fuck ups. Uh, Do you have to? Well, I think I think I promised it, and I am a man of my word. But without my consent, I will edit. I mean, I've already had to edit you out saying see you next tuesday at the beginning of the episode <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna pop them in just for good fun good you know good bands good stuff well um tom as i said always a pleasure never a chore love you long time can't wait to be able to see you again in the flesh and discuss what we might be doing in the future to everyone who has listened whether that's been in the last couple of weeks you've listened to one episode you've listened all the way back since last August when we started um, Southampton's final Premier League season with the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you very much for your support and for tuning in and, you know, just for listening to us talk rubbish for the most part. But it's been much appreciated. We wish you all the best and we both wish Southampton Football Club the best for the future, whatever league that may be in. But for now, should we do it together on the count of three? <clears throat> I'm just going to say Saints Brass, play us out. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, I, I was still going there. Should we? Okay. Let me yeah, no, that's again. what I mean. But that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So just so you're clear, because we could do it at the same time. Okay. <laughs> Saints Brass, play us out. Saints Brass, play us out. <laughs> do Not right. pray us out. <laughs> get ready. Pray us out. Get, get ready, guys, because there's two more of those. They're coming up <laughs> <laughs> from at the beginning right. of the show. Here we go. <clears throat> right, Tom, on the count of three. Yeah. For one last time. Yeah. Saints Brass. <laughs> Was, I didn't say three. <laughs> I said on the count of three and didn't even count down. No. Right. Tom, you ready? Yeah. We'll do it together okay. on the count of three. One, two, three. Saints, Saints Brass, Brass, play, play us, us out. out. Great. Hello and welcome to We March On with Steve and Tom, the unofficial Southampton FC pod- podcast. What the fuck's a podcast? <laughs> right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to We March On with Steve and Tom, the unofficial Southampton FC podcast in partnership with the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Steve Forbes. What the f- Honestly, mate, it's like I forgot to speak. Ha, 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 ha.
past and far. <laughs> right. Almost time. Almost time.